Welcome to the Captivatingly Confident Podcast. My name is Kim Ludeman, and I am your confidence connoisseur, here to help you break diet dependence, end body shame, and learn to love being you inside and out. Join me as we demystify current health and wellness trends, understand what health really means, and find freedom from living life the way you think it should be. With that, let's go to the show. Hey friends, welcome back. It's another episode of Captivatingly Confident Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Ludeman, and I'm so excited to be here with you today because I have a really exciting announcement. I'm so excited. Okay, so this Sunday, November 18th, I'm going to be hosting an online masterclass, and this class is all about self-advocacy during the holidays. So what does that mean? It means learning how to have confident conversations with friends, family members, spouses, partners, coworkers, anybody that you come into contact with that has an impact on your ability to show up confidently in your holiday experience. So if you struggle with anxiety, in the holidays, if you struggle with stress or not getting your needs met, then this class is for you. And this one is so important to me because I have struggled mightily with this in the last mm, 10 years-ish. Yeah, maybe. Okay. So let me let me explain. So my family was huge into holidays. Like we had our traditions, we decorated. It was it was dreamy. It was I had the holiday experience that children dream of. Pictures with Santa and Christmas trees and stockings and presents and families and traditional foods including those little Do you know what I'm saying? Those little uh not beanie weenies, what are they? The little sausages the short ones, you know what I mean? With like the barbecues. Oh, oh gosh. I would just sit there with the toothpick and just eat them all. They were so good, right? Holiday traditions. And after losing my mom when I was 19, the holidays changed completely for me. And for years after she died, I just kind of kind of went from place to place. I remember the first Christmas after my mom died, I was with some friends and they were so sweet to me, but it was just obviously not the same. And I was heartbroken and devastated, but trying to be, you know, thankful and grateful and peppy because I didn't want to ruin anybody else's holiday. And so I, for about five or six years, just kind of bounced around and the holidays were, I'm not going to lie to you, they were miserable miserable. I was working most of them and just trying to survive. And I had no place for my feelings. And wherever I ended up, I was trying to put a smile on my face, even though I was devastated on the inside, just broken hearted. And finally, I I met my husband and we actually, we met in September of 2007 and we started dating in December (laughs) December 11th, 2007 was our first date, and somehow I ended up spending Christmas at his parents' house with his family. No pressure at all, right? 
And I remember just being so nervous and just trying to fit in as much as I could. And I felt like that continued for a few years. Even after we got married, I I tried really hard to just be peppy and smiley and happy, even though on the inside I was just sad. And I had all these feelings and I was stressed and feeling like I didn't really connect with anybody in his family. And that's been a really hard struggle for me. And, you know, advocating for myself and my needs was really hard, especially when I had dietary restrictions. So it took me a long time to figure out what foods work for my body and which ones don't. And there's a lot of foods that do not work for my body. Dairy is one of them. I cannot do dairy. makes my face break out. It makes me gassy, bloated, yucky, gross. I cannot do grains. They, again, make me feel bloated and gross. I don't do a lot of sugar. And these are like the staples of the holiday. And so advocating for myself and my dietary preferences was really hard. In the first couple of years, I just kind of was like, well, whatever. I don't want to ruffle any feathers. This is my new family. And I was miserable, right? All the way from, you know, Thanksgiving through New Year's. And I just didn't feel very good. And so it took me a long time to learn how to advocate for myself. Especially, I remember one Thanksgiving, I was doing a SIBO diet for small intestinal bacteria overgrowth. That's a whole nother story. But all I could eat was green beans and turkey. And it was really hard for me to say, this is all I'm having because my in-laws love to share food and love to see everybody enjoy the foods that they made, just like a lot of families, but I couldn't do it. And so it took a lot for me to advocate for myself and say, no, I'm actually doing this diet to make myself heal and feel better. And I need to stick to this even during the holidays. So that is something that I have kind of taught myself and I have developed an approach to confidently advocating for your own needs with other people. And a lot of that comes from being in the flow, right? We've talked about the flow in the last few podcast episodes, but the flow is accepting where you're at in any given time and accepting your needs and your expectations. And from that acceptance, you can move into appreciation. And when you have that appreciation for yourself and for your needs, and you're aware of what they are and you're accepting of them, you can advocate for yourself so much more confidently. And that's what this whole masterclass is about. It's about you learning the tools that you need so that you can, one, identify your needs, identify your trigger points, what sets you off, Identify feelings that you may not be aware of that may be impacting your ability to connect with other people and to learn what to do with those and how to advocate for getting those needs met without being needy. Because I think that's what a lot of us are afraid of is like, ah, you know, I don't want to seem like I'm needy or high maintenance, but how much of yourself are you holding back? from those that you're spending the holidays with? How small are you trying to make yourself so that you're more socially appropriate, so that you don't ruffle feathers, so that you don't take up any unnecessary space? 
And it causes so much stress and anxiety. And I've seen it over and over and over again, not only in my own life, but in the lives of women that I've worked with. And this class is going to teach you how to do all those things so that you can feel supported if you have dietary restrictions that you want to honor this holiday season. It's not about what you can and cannot eat, but it's about honoring and accepting and appreciating your body where it's at and the things that you need to be mindful of. Like for me, it's dairy, and I have to advocate every holiday for a dairy-free dish. And sometimes that looks like me bringing a dairy-free dish. Sometimes it means that I skip something, and that's fine because I've learned how to advocate for myself in that. I've found support for that. And so if you don't have the support for that, things can get off the rails. Maybe this year you want to approach your food differently. Maybe before in the past you've kind of thrown your hands up and said, whatever, you know, I just, I'm not going to worry about it. I don't want to stress about it. And I'll just, you know, I'll make a resolution and I'll get to the gym in January. And by January, you're like so completely frustrated with yourself because now none of your clothes fit or now you got to make these resolutions or you feel like you have to go to the gym. And wouldn't it be great to get to January 1st and be like, wow, that was incredible. Not only did I honor my body and I respected where I was at, but I don't need to go on a diet now. I don't have to radically shift my diet now from the last three months. I'm actually able to keep going. Wouldn't that be a radical? We'll talk about that in the in the class. We're going to talk about how to understand your needs and what your what your main secret language is for getting your needs met and how to understand that and communicate it to others. Because we all have ways that we show love, but understanding how you do and how other people do and how to identify it can take so much stress and pressure off. All that to say, this class is going to be amazing. So it is November 18th, which is a Sunday from 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and that is 5 to 7 Eastern Standard Time. And the cost of the class is $99. It's valued well over that at like $199, but I want to do this first one for $99. And here's the kicker. Are you ready for this? I'm going to turn this holiday edition of Confident Conversations into a course, like a big honking course where you can learn how to advocate in your job, in your family, your relationships, your marriage, with your kids, all over general advocacy in your life. And we're going to get real specific in the modules. It's going to include one-on-one coaching. It's going to be incredible. And if you participate in the holiday class, you get access to that 2019 course for free. That's right, $0. And that course is going to be well over $500. I can just tell you that right now. I've already started working on it. It's going to be about six months worth of production to get it where it want, where I want it to be. And you get it for free. That's so amazing. It's so exciting. So I'm just pumped about this, and I hope that you are too. So there's actually a website you can go to check out about the holiday class and learn more information, and that is 
confidentconversations.me, M-E. You can also go to captivatinglyconfident.com backslash confident dash conversations, but confidentconversations.me, much easier to remember. Head over there. You can sign up. There's an FAQ section. There's also a short little video where I talk a little bit more about the class, and you can also read about the money-back guarantee. Everything is on the website, and then if you still have questions, you can send me a PM through Facebook, a DM through Instagram, and you can also email me, kim at captivatinglyconfident.com. I would love to answer any questions that you have. I'm just so excited for this class, and I hope that you are too. So that was my 12-minute intro to, <laughs> to the online class. Now let's get into today's podcast. And I want to talk a little bit about your healthy weight. I get asked this all the time. Kim, what is a healthy weight for me? What does that even look like? And how do I know where I'm at with that? And I have so many thoughts about this, but I've kind of boiled it down to my top three thoughts. And the first one is this, that if you are looking for a happy weight, you won't find it. And that's because our bodies are not static. They are dynamic, right? So static means something is is still, it's not changing, it's stuck. And I think that a lot of times we get into a headspace of, well, if I just lose X number of pounds, then I'll be at my happy weight or I'll be at this weight and then I will be happy. Then I can do this thing over here. Then I can feel successful once I get to this weight. But friends, it's not, our bodies don't work like that. It's super unfortunate. I wish they did. But your body is dynamic. It's always changing. And so that means that whenever you lose, especially a significant amount of weight, your body is going to fight you for that weight. And you are going to struggle to maintain the weight loss that you have. Losing weight, honestly, is not the hard part. (laughs) Maintaining your weight loss is. It's challenging, especially when you use a diet to lose the weight. And then you stop doing the diet And then your body starts to find that homeostasis, right? It tries to get back to where it was before. And that looks like an increase in cravings. That looks like decrease in the hunger hormone leptin, which is that satiety hormone. So your your ability to find that stopping spot, you lose that. It's harder to find. It's harder to recognize. So the idea of a happy weight in general is not something that even really exists. And I think number two is you got to take the weight out of the equation. And I know this is hard to wrap your mind around for some of you. And it certainly took me years because I used to weigh myself multiple times a day. Multiple times a day. I was a slave to the scale. And Even if you only weigh yourself occasionally, having that as a measure of success and a measure of like where you're at is not sustainable, right? Because they're just numbers. And I feel like if you want to have a healthy weight, using numbers to define that that concept is not going to get you where you want to be. It is not going to improve your relationship with your body. 
It is not going to put you in the flow where you're accepting and you're appreciating your body and you're moving into investing and valuing in yourself when you're stuck looking at the numbers. Does that make sense? When you're just looking at these three numbers on a box to tell you how you should feel about your body, that's not a healthy behavior. That's not sustainable. But for a lot of us, weighing ourselves has become that crutch that we use to determine whether we should eat more or should eat less. It determines how you feel about yourself or how you think you should feel about yourself, right? Like it becomes the thing like that sticks to your brain. It's like Velcro and you try to pull it off and it's just stuck to your brain thinking about weight and numbers and where you should be. And my third thought is this, is that when you start to let go of the weight, it feels scary because I think for a lot of a lot of us, I'm going to include myself in this, letting go of the weight, letting go of the numbers like pant sizes, circumference measurements, body fat percentage, when we let go of those, it's like I'm going to be out of control. Everything is going to spiral and I'm just going to balloon up and I, I won't be able to keep myself under control. And I think that there is a lot in there. And I think that it takes sitting down and exploring that fear, that anxiety over losing control, because that's what the scale does. It gives us a false sense of control over how we feel, right? It's almost like, it's almost like a a justice system in a lot of ways, right? Like if you had a weekend where you indulged more than usual and you get on the scale and it went up five pounds, you're like, yup. I knew it. I blew it. So now I got to exercise more. I have to eat less so that I can get those numbers back down where they should be, where I want them to be. And again, friends, I don't think that that's healthy. I think that realizing what things you are trying to control and what things you are striving to feel in control of is really important. There's a lot of things that you can control and your body is not one of them. Not really. You cannot force your body to lose weight. You can't. Maybe for a short time, maybe for a few days, you can manipulate what you eat and and get on the scale and it can show a difference. But I'm talking about like sustainability-wise, long-term-wise, you can't force your body to be a certain size. You can't. It comes down to fighting biology and fighting your body type. We've talked about before the three different types of uh, body types. There's the mesomorph, endomorph, and ectomorph. And that's genetically like where you hold your weight. And you cannot fight that. You can't control it. If you're an endomorph, you will not be an ectomorph. In other words, if you're a pear, you will not be a rectangle. You won't be that. But I think a lot of times we think if we just try harder, if we just eat less and move more and and really cut out carbs and cut back on sugar and cut out pop, that, that you can somehow willpower your way to it. And that is why diets fail 99% of the time. 
because you cannot willpower your way through this. It's not about that. That doesn't work. And that's why the diet industry exists, because it doesn't work. So you have to find something else. And it's this never-ending search for what's going to work for you. And my recommendation is this. First, get rid of your scale. Don't do it. Don't do it. Go cold turkey and get rid of that scale. I had a woman in my first Captivatingly Confident small group who used to weigh herself multiple times a day. And I challenged her with the same thing and said, cold turkey, give up your scale. And she did. And you know what? She was ecstatic. She's like, I had no idea what a hold that had on me until I stopped. Now I don't even think about it. It's amazing. And now she's exploring other areas of her life that she hadn't even looked at before because she was so preoccupied with weight. And it's opened up a whole new world for her. It's incredible. Second is you've got to get in the flow. Got to get in the flow. If you are fighting and battling and trying to change your shape and change your body composition and trying to get healthy, and if you're doing that from a place outside of the flow, you're going to be stuck in that hamster wheel. And being in the flow looks like starting with awareness. And if you can, I encourage you to write these down. Awareness of what you want, what your struggles are, what your thoughts are, awareness of your personal issues that are holding you hostage in the way that you talk to yourself, being aware of those things. And then the next step is accepting where you're at, accepting your feelings, accepting who you are, and having that awareness translate into being okay with what you're working with and saying, this is where I'm at right now, and being okay with that. And then once you have kind of gotten into the flow of accepting, then you can move into appreciation. I think a lot of times our, we hear in culture that we need to have self-love and we need to be body positive and we need to have body love. And I really, t- <laughs> I don't think so. I think you can let yourself off the hook for that. If you get to that stage, awesome. That's so amazing. But I think for most of us, getting into the flow and getting into that acceptance and appreciation part of the flow is so incredible because it's from that place of appreciation, appreciating who you are, appreciating your body for what it does, appreciating the things that you have, the ways that you treat yourself. Then you can move into value because you can't value something you don't appreciate, right? And it's in that place of value that you can start to invest in yourself. And those investments look like working on a deeper level, maybe doing counseling or working with a personal trainer to find some strength, attempting things that you haven't done before, things that scare you, things that push you outside your comfort zone, because you have this whole history of working on awareness, acceptance, appreciation, and value. And you're investing in yourself. And as you invest, you can see the growth that happens and the changes that happen to you as you open your mind and you're more accepting of other people and accepting of of yourself because you're in this great place. The growth phase is where it's at. And that is where you make the changes that you want to see happen. 
So starting with, again, awareness, acceptance, appreciation, value, investing, and growth. That is the flow. And my friend, the flow is going to bring you so much more happiness than a, quote, happy weight ever could. I promise you, if you are willing to step outside your comfort zone, give up that scale, let go of the numbers, and really explore the fear that comes from doing that, right? Feeling like all things are going to, all hell is going to break loose. You're going to fall off the rails and you're just going to spiral out of control. You won't. And that's where the Captivatingly Confident community can help. It's a Facebook group just for you. And you can share your triumphs and your struggles and challenges and successes in there and get support and encouragement in this process of being in the flow. So you can find Captivatingly Confident Facebook group by typing that into Facebook. And we'd love to have you because we'd love to walk alongside you. Friends, I am so excited for you to let this kind of marinate a little bit to think about it. If you have questions about it or maybe feedback or maybe you're challenging me, you're like, I don't think I agree with you. Don't hide it. Share it. (laughs) Send me a message or an email or share it in the group. I would love to hear what you think and your feedback and your experience with maybe trying to find a happy weight or maybe you found a happy weight and you love it and you want to share that with us. Awesome. I just want you to feel safe and comfortable coming into this community and sharing where you're at and who you are with the rest of us. All right, my friends, that is it for me today. Again, if you have questions about the Confident Conversations Masterclass, I encourage you, jump in the group. You can ask those, again, my email, kim at captivatinglyconfident.com. And you can also head over to confidentconversations.me for more information. I'll see you guys next time.